Welcome back. Um, today we're going to do uh, psychokinetic entities. Yes, this is something that's... I, I truly believe in this. I think a lot of... Um, I, I mean, I believe in the supernatural. I believe in ghosts. Um, I believe in aliens. I believe in... The, I think all those things exist. I just don't think they're as prevalent as everybody claims they are. I think about 5% of all things that are claimed to be supernatural are actually supernatural. Uh, psychokinetic, though, is supernatural, but it's a little bit different in that... You create it. By your emotions. Yeah. Or by using... Or by focusing on something in your mind. Enough and, to where it creates its own and force. Then it, and then it can become its own. Like, good case in point, the imaginary friend. Or, you know, someone that... And we talk about tulpas and we talk about... Yeah, that's in here. Yeah, we, th- we talk about those beings. Those are beings that were, that people have created in their head. Shadow people, too. They say um, some shadow people are... Psychokinetic. That you've created. There's been a lot of um, research on it. And actually, and there was a TV show. It was a documentary on um, where they brought a psychic into this haunted house. And she identified the person, but the person was still alive and, and in prison. But the entity that was in the house was this person as well. And what that I was guess, that one that we used to watch where it was the psychic and yeah. the cop, right? Yeah, she's actually pretty I believe her. Yeah, I believe yeah, I believe her. Um, but you know, basically he was an abusive person, really negative. Um, and that and that energy that he gave off just fed itself and fed itself and until fed it itself. became its own thing. Yeah. Um, and I believe that can happen. I mean, you know, I believe that positive energy, you know, you can feel that. You can't see it, but you can feel it. Negative is the same thing. You can't feel I mean, you can't see it, but you can definitely feel it. And um, that's where your poltergeist comes from, too, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, too, with energy, anybody who knows anything about energy, energy doesn't go away. It doesn't dissipate. It doesn't destroy. It just changes form. It just kind of hangs there. Right. And if there's enough of it... <clears throat> that it can become its own entity it can certainly start feeding off of, a, of a other energy so do you think that's where you and get it, your haunted houses i think there's a lot to that i think that if like where something bad's happened i think if someone's energy is negative and it's a negative entity because of the energy it's going to feed off of more negative energy so the way to get that is to scare people to cause chaos those sort of things so it can get stronger and grow I, I, I think there's a lot to it, and I know that there was some research done on it. Um, I think once we go through the case, you guys can make up your mind. But yeah, we the case that we uh, picked for this one was the uh, Philip experiment. Yeah, we're not going to show our hand yet, but we'll go through the experiment and stuff. Um, and I, I, I think that there was a lot of mistakes made to proving that this actually exists. So it's one of those, it's a, it's a leap of faith type thing. You have to kind of believe in it and believe that you know there's scientific proof that energy does not disappear Mm -hmm. and that humans do give off energy and animals do give off energy um and that energy has to go somewhere and become something why not an entity where else is it going to go just hang in the air so but we will go on with it if this is the this is on the philip experiment yes Um, The Philip experiment was a historic research project conducted by a Toronto organization in 1972 in an effort to prove that paranormal entities such as demons, spirits, ghosts, and poltergeists 
were manifestations produced by human will through experimentation, imagination, and visual visualization. So, I think what they were trying to do, if, from what they say, is disprove it and say, look, this is all in your head. And what the, you're what seeing the, what you want to see. Yeah, I think what they were trying to do is say that you're making, basically, you're making these things happen. Like, there's no demons or ghosts in your house. It's you doing it. That, that becomes the, the <clears throat> well, the believing it is the psycho part, or seeing it in your mind. The kinetic part is it's, making it happen right. with your mind. Psychokinetic. So... They were trying to, it sounds like, say, look, there's nothing, there's nothing supernatural as far as a supernatural world. What you're doing may be above normal or paranormal, but all humans are, are capable of capable. doing it. <clears throat> and so we want to prove that. Yeah, so basically they're trying to say that when you say you're being haunted by demons and ghosts, you're really not. It's you doing it. You're feeding your own fear. You're feeding your own fear. So you have a Pennywise in the house. Gotcha. A prominent group of citizens, three men and five women with no interest in the occult, participated in the study, the results of which not only shocked the group, but stunned the world. How can you know for sure that they're not interested in the occult? Just because they come and say, yeah, we're not. Well, if I wanted to come off like a skeptic and I had something to sell, I would certainly say, I'm not interested in that shit. It's stupid. Not real. Not real. Shocked the world. I didn't see a whole lot of world shocking when we researched this. Yeah, I didn't I see a lot of shock and awe and like, ooh. Yeah, well, there was some shock, but uh, not the way that they're thinking. Some shock, not a whole lot of awe. Yeah. It's like, yeah, wow. Right. But you said you don't want to tip our hands yet. I'm not going to tip the hands yet. I want everybody to have their own opinion. <laughs> the experiment of how and why has never been answered, leaving many to wonder, did the group accidentally summon academic or spiritual entity or I said academic I meant a demonic Jesus Mary and Joseph well, maybe it was a demonic academic I just I just put extra letters in there I guess I don't know a, a demonic or spiritual entity or did they create a real ghost they created an academic one that's what it was could a group of people purposely create a thought a collective thought form so, this kind of goes into the whole group hysteria type thing, too. Where if a whole group of people see a UFO, they're all sharing the same experience in their mind. Right? Because I know that people have said that you didn't see a UFO. UFO wasn't there. You guys just had this collective fear. Okay, well, how do they argue that if you've got multiple poo- people? People. And different. <laughs> Shut up. You have multiple people in different locations with phone cameras videotaping the same thing how do they explain that i don't know but i know that i've heard that before like no there's no evidence other than this whole group seeing it like the virgin mary or something to that effect or a ufo there's no proof well then it must have just been group hysteria and you guys shared the same something in the water drinking the kool-aid well you guys just shared the same experience you guys are putting off that energy and Collectively, you yeah, guys yeah, had the okay. same experience. Because that, this would have been before video cameras right. and stuff. And because you're giving it, every, everybody's scared or everybody's whatever, and you're giving it power. So it's collecting all this power now, so it's become its own thing. Okay, if that's true, and that fucking paranormal itself, that's not normal. You can't yeah, just go, be. you can't just go, God, I'm thirsty, I'm going to visualize a Coke. And a Coke pop up in front right. of you. Right, that's not fucking, that's not normal either. So, I think... 
with this, that's what they were trying to prove. Yes, it might be paranormal, but it's not. It's normal dead in the, it's it's normal in the sense that it's you doing it, not Correct. something. Yeah, from beyond. Right, it's not something from beyond. It's something from inside your mind. Oh, well, okay. And then other people can share that if everybody focuses on that, you give it more power, more energy. But it's all of you doing the same. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, the group believed they could prove that um, ghostly manifestations and poltergeist phenomenon were the product of the human mind. Their goal was to see if they could create a ghost out of their own minds. And again, nobody knows why they even tried this. Like, what bee got in somebody's bonnet that made them think, hey, this would be a good idea? I think it started off as like a school thing first. You know, because a lot of times in those, and if you're... It was in the 70s. Yeah, you, the, the only way to do that is to have some sort of a research group. So you need a test subject and you need, you need different types of test subjects and people from varying backgrounds. And a lot of times if you can prove your theory, you get money. Grant. So I don't know. Can you imagine taking this to somebody to get a grant? They're going to look at you like you're damn crazy. Well, and, and that's why I think the outcome was what it was of this research. But even so, you're crazy. Maybe. <sighs> the group consisted of a housewife, a bookkeeper, a sociology student, an accountant an industrial designer, a psychologist, and a former chairperson of Mensa. The group was led by Dr. A.R.G. Owen. Together they became known as the Owen Group, because why not? Yeah, the X-Men. The Omen. The Omen. Wow. At least it wasn't the G-Men. Yeah. Or the C-Men. Can you imagine? We're going to be the semen. No, no, we're not. The, uh, the objective of the group was to create a fictional character whom they named Philip. And then through a purposeful uh, method- methodology, attempt to contact the fictional entity and receive readily apparent communications from it in return. So all of them needed to create this character. Yes, and it came up them. with a backstory, and they gave him an appearance. And so they wanted. So what this scientist wanted to do is create an algorithm as to this is how you create <coughs> and get a group of people to create this figure. Mm-hmm. And this is what you have to do to get the figure to appear as an entity, and create this algorithm to prove that this is more psychokinetic than it is paranormal. Right. But you have to get all of them thinking and seeing the same thing. So they all had to put a stake in creating this character. Yes. Uh, To begin, they created a biography for their fictional character that described the tragic events that he had suffered. So, you're going to do this and you can't even give the man a good story? It's fucked up. So why are they wanting to create a damaged character first? Because I guess they think that a damaged character is going to be more powerful. Because think about it, your ghosts and stuff that you have um, and these haunted, or or, yeah, that you claim to have and see in some of these places are there because of traumatic events. 
Well, they say that, yeah, it's trapped. The energy is it's trapped. It's trapped there because of a traumatic Which event Which really happens. doesn't make any sense because energy really doesn't get trapped either. Right. So, I guess that's the thought process they're going off of. Because this was... Was this around the same time as Amityville? I don't know. If it, I'm, I'm sure... It would have had to have been. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I mean, we're not tying it to Amityville. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying that... It could have sparked why this... Why they did it. Because tragic events happen there. You know, people are going to say it's haunted. I I just... I don't know the timeline, though. Um, They even made a sketch of what uh, Philip would look like. Um, In September of 1972, the the group uh, began formal weekly settings in the Philip room. During which they sat together and discussed Philip and his life and meditated on his being and attempted to create a collective hallucination of his spirit. And so they had to have a whole ass room to do this. Well, and it sounds like they're they're meeting weekly. I wonder if it was the same time, same day, it same been. setting. Yeah. Because at that point, then you're building expectation that right. this is going to happen. Well, you're building expectation that it's going to happen from jump. I mean, so this just goes to, this could be another, like, mass hallucination thing. You're seeing something because you're wanting to. And you're already building it in your head that this is what's supposed to happen. So, how is it a real scientific thing if you're already building on the fact that it's going to happen and it's supposed to happen? I don't know. Um, We'll have to see how the experiment ends up. But I know how I would have conducted it differently if there was actually something to be proven. You would have separated everybody, I would think. No, I would have done something even even more drastic. During the early sessions, the group sought to create a common mental picture of Philip and his surroundings, focusing on his appearance, day-to-day activities, and his feelings towards his wife, Dorothea, and gypsy lover, Margot. So not only did they give the man a wife... But they gave him a mistress, too. Which may not have been too uncommon back then. Well, for the time period they put him in, it wasn't. It wasn't uncommon for men to have multiple mistresses and a wife. Although um, some members occasionally claimed to feel a presence at times, and others reported seeing vivid images of Philip in their mind. Anybody can claim they feel anything. But if you're telling ghost stories, which is pretty much what you're doing, is telling ghost stories. You're going to feel something. Well, I mean, we've all been there, right? You're telling spooky stories, and, oh, this really happened, and then everybody starts to feel, oh, right. feel that. Oh, right. You know. Or you felt the little air brush by, oh, my God, there's a ghost by my head. Yeah, I, I think, again, you're building that anticipation. You're building the expectation. Yeah, so you're going to take every little right. thing that happens and say, look, we're right, this So at this happening. point, though, this is a good point. At this point, and I think I know the answer to this, but just so the audience knows the answer to this, did they record the electromagnetic field in the room for changes in energy? Did they look for hot spots? Because we all know that cold spots is bullshit. Well, they, they would have been looking for cold spots. But, yes, they, had, they were videotaping everything throughout. Videotaping, right, videotaping. I don't know if they were checking, I I don't remember if they were um, checking the magnetic, or if they even had the tools in the 70s to check that. I'm sure they did, I mean, they're just Geiger counters, but, you know, why why aren't we checking those sort of things, you know, to to prove? Even in the um, documentary thing we watched, I don't remember seeing anything about uh, 
them check them doing that right. like checking the temperatures in the room and stuff because to me that that would have been not proof but it would have lended to your story i don't think they did i think they were going more off of fillings and stuff they could catch on camera like movement and stuff like that i don't think that they did the um levels and stuff so we're already starting off with highly scientific okay yeah it's like super scientific because you know you got some people's filling it and some people seeing stuff and other people's not and then when some people's are filling it you're gonna be like yeah i feel it too yeah just so i'm part of the group yes right. i'm crazy um after several months no communication no manifestations no uh fun- paranormal activity of any kind could be created through their attempts until they turned off the lights that's always it i mean the light scares a lot yeah because you're a ghost you can't die but what's going to do it for you is the lights the light the light's going to keep me from coming out or is it because then you can or is see. it or is it when you turn off the light you take away a sense or it's that you turn off the light and then people can do shit and you don't know they're doing it. But you it. also take away... Well, yeah, you're taking away your sense of sight. Yeah. Right. Which is going to heighten everything else and already kind of get you panicked a little bit. Not well, yeah. panicked, but maybe on the alert. Oh, yeah, because it doesn't matter anywhere you are if the light is off. Even if you're leaving one room to go into another in your own home, if the light's off, your heartbeat picks up a little bit because you don't know if you're going to fall. You don't know if something's going to run into you. I mean, you just don't know. Even though you're in your own home, you know where you're going. So it's another way to build that anticipation right. and expectation. Uh, they decided to change tactics. They thought uh, that some group members harbored skepticism, and that's why they should conduct their sessions in a way... That was less academic and more conductive to the summoning of ghostly spirits. Because for some reason, people think you can only summon a ghost if it's dark. And you got candles lit nothing else. Makes no sense. If the ghost is there... It really shouldn't matter what the setting is. It doesn't matter. I mean, if it's daytime, nighttime, candles lit, lights on. If it wants to come out, it's going to come out. Right. And light or not. And you would think with the lights on, more energy. more energy for it to draw off of, for it to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. <clears throat> they staged a seance session, which always goes well. Seances are for con artists. Exactly. Uh, they gathered things from Philip's time, and the members sat around the table, placing their fingers lightly on the surface and called for him to appear. So they didn't actually, like, touch a planchette. They just put their fingertips on the table, I guess, so you could see that if there's thumping or noise... Because you couldn't do it with your legs. You couldn't, yeah, right. But their fingers aren't the ones doing it. Well, we could rule out your fingers. That's good. I'm just saying. It makes no sense. Shortly after the traditional seance settings... Suddenly, out of the blue, a loud rap echoed across the room. But see, they can't say it's fingers because everybody's fingertips are visible. Hmm. It's it's hard. (laughs) The members claimed that the rap was distinctive, clear, and so violent that the table vibrated. It was a Philip rap. 
I, I won't say what that what I think that is because we're we're holding that in until the end. After this, they begin asking yes or no questions. One rap for yes, two for no. What you see in any ghost hunting, anything you watch. Right. It could never be part of the crew. Right. That would be... That, I mean, that's... I mean, that, everybody asks for... I mean, it's the same thing everywhere. The, there's no faking. Though they learned finer details through... I mean, through this, they learned finer details of his life okay. from a ghost of a person that didn't never exist that never existed they learned finer details of so his life so I guess if Philip's giving him those answers he's a liar then right he's like what are they trying really, to say I don't really know my fucking history uh, but they're trying to say that because they learned finer details they were able to manifest him yeah but because who knows the details are a lie right Right. But they're... Maybe they looked out and they picked a person that actually existed somewhere. I'll give benefit of the doubt. Or maybe it was a demon. Yeah, right. That said, hey, you stupid people. We're right. going to play right into this. Although at first he only provided answers were historical details that anyone would know beforehand. So he only answered those. Because it's knowledge readily available. So you're you're not proving anything to me here. True. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not um, awestruck. So the um, this made the group think that the information being fed to them was their own collective unconsciousness. Okay. Meaning stuff that they already knew, like so, in the back of their minds, like useless knowledge that we all have. So that seems pretty reasonable. Right. From that point on. The phenomenon experienced by the group grew in frequency, producing a wide range of paranormal events that the group was never able to explain scientifically. Mm. I know there's proof of it, right? Well, I mean, you see stuff on the um, documentary and stuff we watched, but even that didn't sell me. Yeah. We've, we've seen too many ghost hunting shows that really we're just fake and we we always debunk it before yeah i mean it's just yeah. it's not and we've had our hearts broken by some that we thought were pretty decent and we find out they're not so we have just given up the institution of ghost hunting shows we just yes. we won't watch it anymore unless we want to laugh a sound study of of the raps answered a unique sound envelope one that could not be reproduced by anyone in the group so the sound that something was making, no one in the room was able to meet Unless... that sound. Like they couldn't, like if they if somebody hit underneath the table, they weren't hitting the same frequencies as the sound that they were hearing. Or if they were the one who did it, they weren't trying. Exactly. I mean, they were they but were that messing it up. Happen. That's not. Or yeah, they, you know, they wouldn't do that. The sound that's being piped into the room. Sure. No. Come on. That's weird. Right? Who does that? Right. Because nobody would do that. Okay. So, of course, this led them to believe that the entity that they had conjured had a distinct personality. Just from a sound. He has a distinct personality. Okay. He, um, he had things he liked and things he disliked. 
He had strong views on various subjects he made clear to the group and how he answered. How you can answer somebody on a strong feeling on something with knocks, I don't know. Oh, I know. There's a... Then there's a... Yeah, I guess. Maybe. Uh, Loud knocks were received in response to mundane questions, but if they ask about his wife, loud scratching noises would be made from the table and chairs instead. So I'm assuming he no likey the wifey. He's scratching stuff, so... Not only does he not like her, he's kind of a sissy. Right? I um, scratch you. <laughs> just, you're scratched. Just, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> he was just, scratching. It just, it doesn't. I was so frightened. Soon after the verbal communications began, he began producing extraordinary, Farts. visible, physical manifestations. What were those? That's not a verbal communication. A verbal communication would be words. Right. Not physical manifestations. That's no. moving something. Throwing a chair, knocking the table over. Okay, well then that's not verbal communication. No. No, you probably just wrote that down wrong. No, it, I didn't. It's in quotation marks. It's, okay. it's verbal communication. Well, maybe there was some noises that were... Oh, here we go. Here we go. This, this makes me a believer. In response to questions, the group began to hear whispers in oh. their ears. You know what? That's the thing, too. What are all those whispers? They're, they're using their indoor voices. I don't want to interrupt you. I don't, I don't want to interrupt you. And if you notice... Seance, it's a nice seance, <coughs> but uh, I don't particularly care for that question about my wife, so I'll scratch your fucking eyes out. I'm just saying, even EVPs... You know, if you're catching an EVP, I get that you're going to be talking throughout the EVP. But why does the ghost have to whisper underneath of it? So you can't hear it? So you can't hear it. it. That's probably So it sounds like... That's weird. So it sounds like just wind blowing past the microphone. I don't think that's it. I I think it's because they live on a different level and plane and, you know, they can't... They can't get... I mean, they can't get through uh, the the veil um, that doesn't exist. That you didn't believe in the last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can't get through that veil. Now, if it was like Halloween or something, when the veil that doesn't exist is thinner, you'd probably hear it better. You can believe in UFOs. I do believe in UFOs. But you don't believe that there's a veil that has to be lowered. It's weird. Or thinner. It's weird. I think, where are they coming from? If it's energy that exists on this plane, what veil are we talking about? Well, maybe Hades decides, hey, you can go play for this little bit of time on this time. And that's why he lowers the veil. No, I believe it's all interdimensional. And when you die, you go to another dimension. Okay, well then, it's just like in the, the the Thor movie. The second one. Where the... Thor's dead? No. The whole point of the... He wore a veil. I am going to hit you. He did wear a veil. Once. In mythology, yes, but not in the movies. I'm talking about in the second one where the elves were trying to get something done because all the worlds were going to be lined up. So you're talking about dumb, unrealistic Thor. Okay. <sighs> I'm talking about the theory for the movie where the worlds are lined up and they were able to do something because all of them were lined together mm-hmm. to where you could do it. Right. So what I'm saying is, is that's what happens here. Everything aligns... To where they're able to pass through. What's your point? 
I don't know because I then forgot the point I was trying to make because you right. kept interrupting me. You were trying to prove your point on a veil, and I think that would do more like a tunnel. What you're describing. Moving on, because I'm going to throw something at you. The tunnel's open. In an early session, the group uh, was stunned when a table suddenly and violently jumped and slid across the floor despite the table setting on carpet. Oh my goodness. Someone kicked it. I would have been more impressed if it was the 70s shag carpet, because you can't move shit through that. Except it was just like your regular thin-ass carpet. That's probably still in the building that you work in. Probably. That's probably the carpet that they put in when the building was made. The table was even documented as um, clanging around, tilting uh, onto a single leg and spinning about. So they got this on camera? Yeah, we saw it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we saw the table tip and everything. Okay. That, that's what the the shock was. Oh, wait a minute. Right, don't you remember oh, seeing that? Oh, that was the paranormal part? That, that was the paranormal. That wasn't the funny part where they're like, this is what would have happened? No, that was the paranormal part. That was part. the actual part. That was the okay. actual part. Okay. Uh, I thought it was a recreation or something. Of, no, no, no. no of the event. No. Oh, no, so that, that was the actual? I, I mean, it could have been a recreation, reenactment, but I was pretty sure we were seeing like actual footage. Mm. of the research group and everything. Okay, the researchers, because of this, now had serious questions about what was happening. In order to rule out possible hoaxers in the group, paper doilies were placed on the table under the fingertips of the group. What does that matter? You're not spinning a table and tipping a table with your fingertips well, the power is... I don't know if you've ever heard this or not. The power is all in the finger. Okay? So, you gotta keep an eye. I mean, we've all got ten of them. That means we got ten times the power. Put them on the fucking doilies. We want to make sure that you're it's not just, fucking a, using your power to move this table with your fingertips. Oh, and Philip, cut your fucking nails. Stupid. Okay. They also brought in cameras uh, because they wanted to film... The goings-on, some were placed strategically to capture only purposeful attempts to move the table. Where were the rest of them placed? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Don't know. Unstrategically? Right. Uh, Even uh, with the steps taken, the table would still jump about, rock and shake, and seem to have a mind of its own. So the table was What steps were taken? Strategically you're, place camera. You're placing a camera to videotape it. Strategically place. So. Why wouldn't you? And what else gets me about these things is that you're videotaping this stuff. You're asking these questions. And then you shit a brick when it actually happens. Well, that's what you wanted to happen. Right. So why are you freaking out? I'm not freaking out. I'm not freaking out. I just wanted video cameras. I'm just. It just makes no sense. The group members were both astounded and terrified of what they were experiencing. I mean, I can, that's a what the fuck moment. What the fuck? But then you go, hey, I seen you kick the table. But I'm saying, I mean, you knew. You just got a camera. It just, you that's were asking for it to happen. If it truly did happen, yes. You're asking for it to happen. That's why you put the video cameras up. You should be like, write that down. It happened. I just, that's what I'm saying. Room lights would dim 
and when the group asked him to return them to their normal brightness, they would instantly turn back on. So they were telling Philip, hey, fix that. I'm just saying, has, Fuck with has, the has nobody ever had a light that went ball, uh, dim and then just suddenly shot back up? I mean, it happens. It happens all the time, man. Philip. After filling a distinct... That's why they named the light bulb the Philip's light bulb. I'm pretty sure it was called the Philip's light bulb before that. Oh. But, good guess. Kind of Tiffany. <laughs> After filling a distinct cold breeze blow across the table, the so group would ask... If he could start and stop the wind at will. So he's got the winds. They better be careful because the wind causes cancer. That's true. Didn't know that. Windmills, especially. Just saying. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life, but okay. On command, Philip would send a whirlwind of air across the table and into the group's faces. So this, if he said so in a well, whirlwind, how are wigs staying on and how are they staying well, in place? Hold on. How, why is this motherfucker just crop dusting people at the table? It's a ghost crop dusting. We didn't ask for that. But apparently they did. Fart in my face, Philip? I don't think it was a fart. I said whirlwind, not oh, fart wind. I thought you said the winds. Okay. Yeah. Whirlwind, not winds. Okay. One time it was reported that a fine cloud of mist formed and hovered over the center of the table. Hmm. Wow. Soon the table began to move around the room, rushing across the room to greet latecomers and on several occasions pushing or trapping a team member into a corner of the room. So it's a rapist. So it's like the table from Beauty and the Beast. Rapey Philip. You know you know the little footstool? The, little, the, the footstool that was a dog? Mm-hmm. That's what it's reminding me of. Of the, of the footstool from Beauty and the Beast. Why is he trapping them in the corner? Because they're late and it's pissing him off. I'll be late. So you're in the corner I got, at a timeout. I got ghost shit to do. Just saying. Word spread of the experiment and the results and uh, quickly captured the attention of the public. Uh, a movie was produced by the group in 1974 which documented the experiment's uh, and uh, what actually happened and showed the table's movements and loud booming raps, which That's is what nice. I think we've seen. During the filming, in front of a live audience of more than 50 people, how did this room fit 50 people? Uh-huh. It didn't look that big. <laughs> it looked like an office space. Right. He, uh, Philip produced booming raps on the table, turned lights throughout the room on and off, and in front of all the witnesses present, levitated the table off the floor. The crew was astounded, and the group could not produce a scientific explanation for what they were witnessing. As soon as anyone could tell, a physical entity had been summoned, and nobody knew how or why the manifestations took place. They took place because you're asking them to take place. That's why it's happening. Because you're there for the express sole purpose of this happening. So don't act surprised when it happens. Uh, Several books were written about the events witnessed during the experiment. And the uh, 2014 movie, The Quiet Ones, was based upon this experiment. Some people believe the group made contact while others believe their experience... Uh, was not with the other side, but rather a um, 
form of psychokinetic phenomena the ability to mentally affect the physical environment without any physical contact i think i actually have his story written down somewhere if i can find it if i remember right the story they gave him was that he was a peer he was like a he wasn't a commoner. I think they gave him a title, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or he was of the peerage to where he should have had a title. Or it was a lord or something. He was married to a wife that he didn't like. Had a mistress. Wife killed mistress. And then he died or something. I can't remember. I've got the story written down somewhere. I thought I had it with this stuff, but I don't. I don't think the story is the important part. I think the important <coughs> part is, this is bullshit. Oh, I, 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 got, I got a little bit more. And then, and then, oh. then we can... Uh... Okay, after the success of this experiment, it prompted the group to launch additional studies. According to the researchers, all of the subsequent experiments also produced unexplainable communications and physical manifestations. Which they have on tape. Pictures of. Well, they have the table, they have the table moving and stuff. And this also, uh, this study also, they did another study, except this time it was a different group and they did a girl. I think the same stuff happened. But that was it for Philip. So, I mean, we still have some stuff to talk about, but that was it for Philip. Well, I think just the hearing the experiment, watching what we watched, uh, they didn't really do any kind of experimenting. I mean, if they really wanted to do that and they thought they'd make contact with something, then you bring in a totally new group of people who knows nothing about Philip and see if they get the same answers and get the name Right. Philip. Um, especially, you don't keep using the same people. So you could tell me all day long, well, we didn't have the equipment that we have today. Well, that's probably true, but th- you can use what you had. I, the only thing I hear is that they use a, uh, a camera recorder when they when they felt it was necessary or convenient. Um, the other thing, they didn't ever measure the temperature in the room, which they had equipment for that. They didn't measure the energy in the room. They had equipment for that. And the blind part of the study, which is the the people who don't know what's going on but still can cooperate what's going on never happened these people don't know anything about what we did in here sit in this room if philip is real they'll see and feel it too but the only people they had in there were uh, camera crews and shit that already <laughs> knew what was going on and uh, they could be biased right and i'm sorry but the table moving across the room hello string could be string could be Kicking could be a lot of things. Knocking in the room. Hello, uh, speakers. I do not believe this. I do, however, believe... They told this happened. And psychokinetic beings happen. But this Philip experiment... I believe in psychokinesis to to a degree. Yeah, this this Philip experiment is bullshit. Yeah. Now, the next thing we have on here are the egogores. I don't know why the name's going to be so complicated. I don't know. An egogore is a group thought form it can be created either intentionally or unintentionally so that was Philip and becomes an autonomous entity with the power to influence or religion right unlike talpas an egogore is a manifestation of a group consciousness which can become powerful enough to take on a life of its own it becomes driven by the collective an often unintentional willpower of large numbers of people. Now, see, I think, too, this could explain 
Satanists and you know, or black magic or white magic and summoning spirits and demons and elementals is they're not really summoning those things, but they want believe that they are. So, so they do they do create something that correct. then becomes a mind of its own. Correct. And, and then it's out there wreaking havoc. Yeah, and it it's not like you can just put that animal away. I think those would maybe become your elementals. Maybe or. Who knows? But I, I think that there is there's credibility in the fact that that could happen. Yeah, I, I do believe that. Um, I mean, think about like mass suicide and stuff like that. That 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 is a feeling that's shared by that whole group. All that energy. Yes. Um, these people that believed in Heaven's Gate, you know, they believed, and and this. And they entity. all drank the Kool Aid. Right. I believe that something like this could happen. It's not the same thing, but. It, it could definitely happen, and you see it with mass hysteria, with group hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is definitely a possibility. Um, next up is a tulpa, which is, I think, kind of what they were trying to do with Philip. No, it sounds like the Urkagors is what they were trying to do with Philip. Tulpa, to me, sounds like, and I'll let you read the definition, but it sounds like almost like an imaginary friend. Well, yeah, that's kind of it. A tulpa is an entity created in the mind, acting independently of and parallel to your own consciousness. So you're so a it's lonely something... fucking person. So, Dexter, perfect example. Dexter always talking to Harry. Yeah, that's more that of could a memory. Be a t- well, but what I'm saying is, is that it's not really he... a memory because he's talking about stuff. I think... When he refers to his dark passenger, oh, Jesus Christ, that's his. That is his. That's who he hides behind. That's his, his monster. And let's just go ahead and put that out there. They couldn't have thought of a different phrase than dark passenger. Every damn episode after he says it, it's in there. I'm getting your shirt it says dark passenger. Fucking drives me nuts. Love Dexter. Dark passenger drives me nuts. Okay. Atalpa is able to think and have their own free will, emotions, and memories. It's probably not a good thing. But you have to work on this for a while. Oh, yeah. You, it takes years. Yeah. A tulpa is like a um, sentient person living in your head separate from yourself. So it's the voice in your head. Right. It's currently unproven whether or not tulpas are truly sentient, but in this community, we treat them as such. Oh, yeah, you're not going to get a fucking CAT scan of someone's brain and see a little person living in there. Wow, if you did. Wow. Then I have to eat major shit. Right. It takes time for a tulpa to develop a convincing and complex personality. As they grow older, your attention and their life experiences will shape them into a person with their own hopes, dreams, and beliefs. So basically, you start this as a child, and it just grows with it's you. It's two, pers- two people living in one. Right. You create a tulpa by imagining a person in your head and treating them as a person. They, uh, the exact way to do this is unknown, but as you give a tulpa attention and believe it can be a sentient person, it will grow into one and act independently of you. Hey, if you water that seed, you'll get a flower. Right. Can you think of a movie that this would put you in mind of? Um, probably any movie with like schizophrenia or possession or, you know, to me, it just seems like this is an explanation of someone who hears voices. I, I do think that psychokinetic beings are able to talk with something different. That to me is the voice in your head. It's almost like you're, 
well, creating that's a kind of That's kind of what it says here. At, at first, you will be narrating to your tulpa, speaking to it and visualizing it in your mind. And with time, you'll be able to communicate through different methods. I feel like we should be making bracelets and candles. Hmm? Yeah, I do. When we talk about tulpas. Sounds like some hippie shit. <laughs> uh, go ahead and talk to your topa about your feelings. Water the seed, and the flower <laughs> will grow. Remember, now make your fucking candle. <laughs> Remember that when a topa starts talking, it doesn't mean that they are complete or finished by any means. So you got Frankenstein up in there. Exactly. Uh, like with everybody, a topa is never done. And you shouldn't be going for a finished tulpa when you make one. You should focus on nurturing and teaching your tulpa and allowing them to grow as a person with you, while at the same time you learn about yourself. It takes time and effort to make a tulpa into a self-sufficient and balanced individual, and their independence and personality will grow and flourish over time. Sounds fracking exhausting. Yeah, who needs it? Who needs that? Creating a tulpa means communicating to no, sorry. It means committing to raising and living with another person and this is a lifelong commitment, not one that ends when your tulpa starts speaking. Every tulpa has a form, an imaginary um, body they identify with. This form can be anything you can imagine, regardless of their form. They still have a human mind. So you could put them in a teddy bear. Picture them as a teddy bear. And it's, it's like Ted. It's Ted. That's the movie. That's the movie. If you commit to the process and put a significant amount of time and effort into your tulpa, you will end up with a friend for life. Chucky. Chucky is not a friend. Tulpas are not malice unless you really mess up during the creation process and treat your tulpa in a way that makes them utterly hate you. And even then, a tulpa can't really do much to harm you. Except for make everybody around you think you're crazy. That's, that's exhausting. What happens if your tulpa turns out to be smarter than you? How can your tulpa be smarter than you if you're the one creating it? Just ask a question. I don't know that much about it. But that's all you need in your head is someone else just fucking correcting you and interrupting you and just belittling you. I mean, that'd be kind of like DID because some of your uh, DID personalities are smarter than your base personality. I don't know that I could do another one in my head, to be honest. I couldn't. It'd drive me nuts. I don't know if I could do another me in my head. I couldn't do it. What if you had two me to do one? I do. I have the you, you, and a 12-year-old you. I have two of you. And sometimes I have three. When our 20-year-old decides, I'm going to be daddy today. So, Hmm. yeah, I have three of you in the house at any given moment. So, yeah, another one? Couldn't do. Couldn't do. I'm flattered. Hey, uh, now we're going to talk about a poltergeist. Because these are all kind of the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. A poltergeist is a type of ghost or spirit that is responsible for physical disturbances such as loud noises and objects being moved or destroyed. They are uh, purportedly capable of pinching, biting, hitting, and tripping people. Sweet. This sound like sweethearts. 
Most accounts of poltergeists describe the movement or levitation of objects such as furniture or cutlery or noises such as knocking on doors. So, Philip could have been a poltergeist. Could have. They have been described as um, troublesome spirits who haunt a particular person instead of a specific location. So, it doesn't matter if you fucking move. It's coming with you. Claims of spirits that supposedly harass and torment their victims date back to the first century, uh, but references to poltergeists became more common in the early 1600s. Uh, the consensus of science is that poltergeists do not exist, and there is generally a rational explanation for people's experiences. Because, of course, science will say that. I, I do. I do believe that there is the, this phenomenon. I do believe in this phenomenon. Oh yeah, there, I, I believe think there's it's poltergeists. Like I said, about five percent of the time. Yeah. Misinterpretation is most likely to occur when people believe a place is haunted, and they are looking for evidence to confirm this. This is why a lot of poltergeist activity can actually be attributed to inaccurate perception of natural phenomenon. Like uh, pipes Mm -hmm. shifting or... Knocking pipes, the the foundation of your home shifts. The wood swells and uh, expands with heat and cold. Right. Which causes noises. Noises. Many claimed poltergeist events have proved on investigation to be hoaxes. Uh, researcher Frank Podmore proposed the naughty little girl theory to um, for poltergeist cases, may, many of which have seemed to center on an adolescent, usually a girl. He found that the dis- center of the disturbance, uh, I, I, that kind of naughty little girl thing kind of pisses me off was often a child who was throwing objects around for food or to scare people for attention. I don't know if I believe that seems very archaic. I mean, you would be watching your kid. As far as an explanation. You would see the kid throw something. Right. So this guy's just a dick. Uh, A skeptical investigator, Joe Nichols, says they claimed poltergeist incidents typically originate from an individual who is motivated to cause mischief. Some people have written that poltergeist experiences are delusions or can be explained by um, psychological factors such as illusion, memory lapses, and wishful thinking. Attempts have also been made to scientifically explain poltergeist disturbances that have not been traced to uh, fraud or psychological factors. So the infield haunting was an example of a poltergeist to, to a degree, but it was also an example of a um, unclean spirit and yeah, it's kind of, of a, it's kind of a lot of stuff rolled into one. Um, even Amityville, you can look at and say if that really happened, there was some poltergeist type activity. So, are you talking with the uh, Lutzes? Yeah. So are you saying? I mean, I guess you can have a poltergeist just by itself, or it could be brought on by other things, they i.e. Say, another haunting in the home. Right, or they say it's um, females that are um, maturing, going into like their first menstruation can cause a lot of poltergeist activity because of all the emotions and hormones and stuff running around. It's just energy that gets shot out. When you, when you say 
menstruation that way, I picture Brick from Anchorman saying that the bears can smell, smell the menstruation. What else do you want me to say when when they start? I'm just saying. Start the rash. Start bleeding. How ridiculous does that sound? I mean, that's. I think it's stupid too because again, it's honestly it's the church saying women are crazy. It's sexist. It's yeah, what it it's what it is. And it's demeaning. Right. But that's what they say could be the cause of it because of all that. Because isn't that what they tried to originally blame the Bell Witch thing on? Was the oldest daughter starting her first menstruation and it turned out that it was should happen, but it was because the daddy was touching the girl? Which, to me, would create that negative energy that something like that would feed off of. Right. So or, that's what I think over positive energy too would, would they would want to feed on it as well. Right. It just depends on what's floating around at the time that latches onto the energy. And why does a poltergeist always gotta be bad? Why can't you have a poltergeist that cleans the house? Have you ever heard of a good poltergeist? I haven't, but I, I wouldn't think you would hear of a good one. That's true. Yeah. Some um proposed that reported poltergeist phenomenon could be explained by the movement of underground water. I would agree with that. Causing stress on houses. Famous cases of poltergeist activity are, like we talked about, the Bell Witch of Tennessee, which happened in 1817 through 1872. The Amityville case, which was 75, so this actually happened, the Philip thing happened before, because I said 72 on that, didn't I? And, of course, the infill poltergeist. Those are just the most famous poltergeist cases that... I, I don't know how many people have actually heard of the Bell Witch. Of um, course, the movie Poltergeist, too. With the yeah, yeah. But, I mean, everybody... Almost everybody has heard of the infill poltergeist. Especially now because of the Conjuring movies. And unless you're living under a rock, you've heard of Amityville. But those are your most famous poltergeists. What's weird is, aside from the infield, the other two have kind of been proven to be like, eh, bullshit. Well, the Bell Witch, I don't know, has been proven to be bullshit because I think, like I think there's been too many people that have seen it. I mean, I think we said we pretty much thought it was bullshit in our podcast. It was just... A little girl acting out because her father was raping her every night. Uh, poor, and poor girl. Poor definitely. girl, yes. Definitely. Yes, but I don't think... I, we, we called the haunting part of it bullshit. Right. Um, the infield poltergeist, I'm not really sure about because that's not one we personally have looked into yet. But I think it's one we're going to. Um, yeah. Even though it's one that's done a lot, we still want to look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Amityville fucked up shit happened in that house i think there was a paranormal aspect yeah poor kids on that too yes I mean, that yes happen to them. uh there there had to be a paranormal aspect that happened in that house sure. because of when all those people just were not killed. sure it happened to the lutzes the lutzes capitalized on a shitty thing that happened in that house yeah and they were after people. they're horrible people they were after the money and i don't know well i'll say this I, they capitalized on the fact that something happened in that house. But those you know, boys to this day say stuff was happening. But I think that was caused by George Lutz messing with stuff he shouldn't have been messing with. And, and maybe there was something that existed because really, you know, I'm not hearing the gunshots with Amityville. Exactly. There maybe, was something maybe, there. Maybe there was some sort of psychokinetic thing happening where the, the, the sound was dampened. It had to have been. It had to have been because nobody heard that. It's kind of—I've never heard anybody come up with that sort of a theory. So, that's 
Yeah, it's just as probable as anything else that there was something in the house already. There had to be. They said we need this to happen because we need the energy. We exactly. Need. Something pushed them to do that. And I still, to this day, do not think that Butch did it by himself. I think that oldest sister helped, maybe did everything while he was high off his ass because he couldn't move. He was so high. And then he found out what she did and she he killed her. What do you guys think? Do you guys believe in the the thought forms and the you know the topas and the psychokinetic beings, the uh, poltergeists? I, I think it's all interesting. I think the the Philip experiment. I don't think they actually really got anything. Mm-hmm. I think it was all bullshit. But it's a classic mass hysteria thing. You're purposefully going in there. Everybody already knowing everything because you've come up with it on your own. They should have came up with it and then put other people in there, like you said, to see if what they're trying to do is actually happening. Because you take your A group, who's done everything, mm-hmm. they're going to say they're hearing and seeing and feeling what the person next to them is. Right. Because they don't want to be the one that's left out saying, no, we don't hear anything and we don't see anything. It just doesn't seem to me like it was, it was a well-performed... Um, experiment and may have been driven by other things other than finding the truth so but that's just my thought and my feeling on it um i hope you guys enjoyed our podcast yeah and still not real sure what we're doing next mm-hmm. um it's kind of up in the air maybe Ketty cabin it's gonna be kelly Ketty cabin or billy milligan or maybe billy i like billy too yeah okay well come join us either way this will be the next yeah this will be the next two we just don't yeah. know which one's first All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.